listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth it is a good day we get to learn more about our friends serving the lord in other parts of the world um, and what that looks like today during a global pandemic today um, we're gonna head to ethiopia i'm really excited about that how about you sarah yeah me too <laughs> thanks good to coffee con- in ethiopia <laughs> this is true this is true thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Eric and Johanna Stanett, serving the Lord through the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod in Ethiopia. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eric and Johanna. Thank you for having us. It's really an honor and privilege for us to be able to have have this opportunity and also a real joy just to feel like we're connecting back with some folks at home. So on, on a lot of levels, we need to be the ones thanking you. <laughs> well, it's always a delight to, to talk with our friends who are serving in, um, in really unique places. Tell us, uh, tell us about the, the work that, the, the, that you were sent to do in Ethiopia. Okay, well, uh, from the Office of International Mission, my title would be Theological Educator. And what I was sent to do was teach at the Mother Seminary of our the church body that we're in partnership with here, the um, Ethiopian Evangelical Church, Makaniyesu. It's a Lutheran church here in Ethiopia. It's actually the largest Lutheran church in the world uh, with over 10 million members now. And what they realized some years back is that uh, the partners that had planted them and raised them up and trained them we're getting less and less Lutheran and less and less faithful to the Bible. And they've actually started cutting some of those partnerships. And when they did that, they reached out to the LCMS and said that basically that they realized they had been losing their Lutheran identity. They'd been losing a lot of the Lutheran theology. And the LCMS had a worldwide reputation of being solidly biblically Lutheran, and would we please come and help? And so here we are. We have come to help. <laughs> and Johanna, what, what, uh, once you were on the field, deployed on the field, uh, what, what did life look like for, for you all? What has life looked like for you all and your kiddos while you're on the field in Ethiopia? Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Um, like you said before, Ethiopia has wonderful coffee. And along with the wonderful coffee, they have really great people. Uh, but things did definitely change. Um, there's no such thing as like a local Walmart or department store that you can just go to for clothing. Like our average clothing store is probably, about, I would say about uh, five feet by about 10 feet deep. and you, Five feet wide by 10 feet deep. And you go in and it's Ethiopian custom if you want to go shopping. As soon as you enter the store, this tiny little place where you're practically hitting both sides of the store as you walk in, uh, they want you to sit down and then they serve you and they pull out a shirt. Do you like this one? No? Okay. Let me take another one. Do you like this one? 
and they only have one of every size. So it, it's kind of fun to uh, go through that. It can be frustrating too, but it, it's it's kind of fun just to sit there and do like this, and you feel really kind of royal. Uh, for food, we can get everything we need, not necessarily everything we want, uh, but that's okay. And it's the same with like shoes and clothing and things like that. So we can find that all of our needs are being met. Um, there's things we miss from the United States, but overall it's pretty good. And we were homeschooling um, before we came, so uh, that hasn't changed uh, since Corona. But our kids like to joke that now everybody's a homeschooler and that uh, they aren't aren't affected too much because they've been preparing for this day all their life. So <laughs> that's pretty fun. <laughs> Sure. How has uh, the community around you been affected by the coronavirus pandemic? Uh, honestly, the biggest effect has been really the fear of what this could turn into. Uh, the last time I looked at the numbers, there were two, right around 260 confirmed cases in the country. So the actual health, from an actual health standpoint, Ethiopia has not been hit hard, but the fear that they could be had, really has a lot of people very nervous. And it's really forced a change in cultural behavior. Uh, the, the, as Johanna said, Ethiopia has nice people. Uh, they are very friendly, very close. And normally when you, when you greet someone, there's a handshake that goes on for a while and involves a couple of shoulder bumps and you're really close face to face. The greeting alone could take five to 10 minutes before you even really start the conversation. And you're just right there, right? And no personal bubble. And now they're all 10 feet apart. And there, you can see it. You can see fear in, in people's eyes as they're standing apart and worried about getting close. And that, I think, has been the biggest change. In day-to-day -day life, uh, Ethiopia has not shut down the vast majority of business. And the reason for that is that most of Ethiopia really lives day by day. Uh, unless you're a business owner you earn enough if you're if you're a laborer you earn enough today to buy food tonight and tomorrow morning and you have to go to work tomorrow to buy food for the next day it's almost like what you see in the bible in some of jesus parables about the laborers and at the end of the day after laboring in the field they're paid their one denarius that will get them through the next day that's the way a lot of the people are here and so if, if you shut down a business, well, people can't sustain that for even three days, let alone a week, two weeks, a month. So business still goes on, but it is much slower. Uh, people aren't going out socially. They aren't going out for anything extra because of the fear they're only going out for necessities. Uh, but we, we do still see the shops open. There are still people on the street. Um, but, it, but everything is slower now. For our seminary community, that's changed drastically because the government 
closed all the schools, physically sent all the students home, uh, not just our seminary, but across the country, and said, you have to figure out some way to do distance education. So our seminary, which usually has a few hundred students on campus at any given time, now has no students on campus. So that that's a little different for us. Yeah, and I think one of the challenges to reach the students uh, across Ethiopia, <clears throat> it's estimated that only 15 to 20 percent of the population has access to Internet, whether it's financial or there's towers in the area or whether they have smartphones or even computers or anything. Uh, and even a lot of the faculty do not have computers or laptops. So to do anything electronically to try and reach the students uh, is extremely difficult. So even the fact that we have the technology, that you have the technology for us to visit right now is yes. is a blessing. It is very much so. In fact, if we tried to do this just two years ago, we'd be struggling to maintain the connection. They've been mm -hmm. upgrading uh, their their ability even while we've been here. What about local congregations? How has how are they continuing in the midst of the the pandemic? Unfortunately, they are one of the things that did get shut down. Large gatherings have been closed. The, the businesses are all still open because you know a few people go into a shop and then they come out and a few more go in and a few come out. But something like a church service where you're going to have 200, 300, 500 people packed tightly into one room, those things have all been closed down. And, and that is the reality of the churches here. You know, in, in the United States, we're used to seeing half large buildings, half empty. Uh, you know, my, my brother is a pastor in the States, and I know they're able to hold services right now and socially distance appropriately within the nave. Here you can't do that. Uh, the small churches will still jam two, three hundred people in, and you, you might even see people sitting on, on one another's laps. You know, the parents will have the kids on their laps. Families will be wedged in closely together, and when there's no more seating, you see people standing in the aisles, standing against the back walls. And because of that, the nature of these churches being so tightly packed with so many people, uh, the government just said, no, that's too much risk. We can't do that. So at this point, the congregations are closed down. Mm -hmm. uh, our, the church we work with, Yesu, uh, the EECMY, has Makaniyesu Television. And so they are broadcasting uh, television service every Sunday. They're broadcasting devotions each day. Uh, and so that's, that's how worship needs are being met right now. How can we pray for you and support you during this time while you're on the field um, and dealing with this pandemic while you're while you're on the field? I think maybe uh, praying for the people of Ethiopia who have food insecurities, and also it's kind of a double whammy right now. Ethiopia has a huge invasion of locusts, especially mm -hmm. to the south part. So many of the farms and farmers have just been devastated uh, by those locusts coming through from Yemen. And unfortunately, they don't have the resources to deal with the locusts as well as an economic repression at the same time with uh, 
um, the corona going on. So if you could pray for the people's daily needs. They're literally in the Lord's Prayer how we pray for our daily bread. That would be a huge blessing. Also for a way uh, to get through to the students to let them access. Some of them, Eric teaches in the master's program. So for the master's students to finish, they have to submit their theses. And um, more than 80 to 85 percent of them are unreachable right now. They're, some of them are, this is kind of interesting, but one fellow goes an hour and a half just to charge his flip phone because they don't have electricity in their village, let alone Internet. So to reach a lot of these students who are traveling sometimes by a minibus, which is a van to us, uh, you know, for them to find a way to finish out their course studies this uh, year or maybe to have the resources to come back next year would be a really great um, blessing to us if you were praying for that. And also just for the seminary itself, the seminary employs over 200 workers. And right now, monthly, they're trying to give the seminary workers 50 kilos, 50 kilograms of flour, 50 kilograms of teff, which is the local wheat that is made into injera, which is a staple food. And that the price of teff is just skyrocketing right now as well. Uh, and then they're also trying to give them a little bit of oil um, and sugar to meet their daily uh, or their monthly needs. But that has been a huge cost to the seminary which kind of operates on a cost recovery basis. So to pray for the finances and a secu financial security of the, the Makaniyuzu Seminary as well would be really great. And then also on a personal note, just for our family, we were supposed to come home on home service. We were supposed to leave actually May 22nd, this next Friday coming up. And uh, we get to go home every two years. So the kids really look forward to seeing family um, and on a selfish note, even to go shopping and eat at restaurants mm -hmm. that we haven't seen for a couple of years. Uh, and then also, of course, to raise support um, for the work that we do here. So that's kind of been a real blow for our family and everybody kind of, it goes through swings, I don't know, emotionally, you know, you're, you're okay with it for a little while and then it's really hard to deal with that sometimes. So, um, but for the most part, we're really grateful that the Lord has kept us in our home and that everybody's healthy and doing well. And um, so if you could pray for all those things, that would be really great. Mm. Thank you so Thank much you so for much sharing for your story. story. That's uh, certainly you will be in our prayers and uh, so glad that we can share your story with our listeners. Uh, the Reverend Eric and Johanna Stanett served the Lord through the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in Ethiopia. Thank you so much for being our guests on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, thank you for giving us the opportunity. It's really been wonderful talking with you. Thanks for having us. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.